Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We are glad that each of you are here for worship this morning. Today looks a little different, but we have an exciting day of worship. Um, We are glad to have uh, Lindy leading us in worship, and Teresa um, will be leading the hymns today, Um, but we are are, are excited for that. Uh, We want to welcome you here today if you are a guest Uh, In our bulletin that you received on your way in, there is a tear-out that is attached to the bulletin. If you are a guest, we would encourage you to fill out the information that's on the front side of that tear-out and to place it in our offering plate later in our service, just so that we can get to know you better and to reach out to you this week. Um, On the back of that tear-out is a place for prayer requests. If you have something that you would like a member of our staff or other members of our church, or if you would like that placed in our prayer room, we would encourage you to fill that out and to place it in our offering plate as well. I have a few announcements this morning. Today is Local Missions Day, as you can see on your screen. Um, Keith will share more about this in a moment, but we have an opportunity today uh, to partake in several local mission projects. Um, Some of that happened yesterday, and some of that will be happening today. Um, And so Keith will, will share more about that in just a little bit, but we are glad that you're here today for that. Tonight, uh, as we end our local missions day, there will be a fish fry that will be happening um, at the picnic shelter. Uh, This is from 4.30 to 7 this evening, and all proceeds will go to our food pantry that we have here on our church's campus, and you can see notes um, about those things uh, in your bulletin. This coming Wednesday, we have a very special time in our church for our children and our youth and for all of us in our church. Uh, Our fall festival will be this Wednesday, starting at 5.15. There will be pizza, stews, and s'mores. Um, There will be a trunk or treat that will begin at 6.15. If you are able to uh, donate your trunk and hand out candy on Wednesday, uh, please see Ellen and and let her know that. For parking, if you are coming on Wednesday, those who will be using their trunks to give out candy, um, as well as uh, senior adults, are invited to park on the south side of our church near the LEC, um, the gym, and then others are invited to park on the north side of our church over by the softball field and the carport area. Registration for this event, so as children uh, come to this event on Wednesday night, the registration will take place in our fellowship hall and in the LEC. And so we certainly hope that uh, you will be able to join us this Wednesday uh, for our fall festival. We are certainly glad that each of you are here for worship today. Um, And now we are going to have uh, our monthly business conference, and so I'll call on on Gail to come up. Uh, But we are glad that each of you are here for worship today. Thank you, Gail. You'll notice in your bulletin this morning the things that uh, are included as elements of the service, and it says disciples do the business of the church. And so uh, thank you uh, for allowing those brief moments here at the beginning of our worship this morning. Um, we are certainly glad that you were here today. Uh, this Today has been a culmination of several weeks of planning, and uh, there has been a lot of activity, and I'll mention more about that as far as here in our local community uh, over the course of this weekend. But as we begin our time of worship this morning, uh, let me draw your attention to the second verse of the opening hymn that we're going to sing. And as we sing this uh, hymn, this will be our in-gathering for our state missions offering. We have been participating in missions in many ways, 
throughout this weekend, and this is yet another way that uh, we give to support the work of disaster relief. Uh, this work, the funds given also go to help the Baptist Mission Camp located here in Shelby. And so uh, listen to these words in the second verse of the hymn that we're going to sing this morning. And let me say this once more before I read. Invariably, when we uh, do missions to Guatemala, to India, to wherever we may go in our world, there'll always be somebody at some long, somewhere along the way saying, we need to think about those here in our community as well. This weekend has been birthed from some of those comments about having a local missions day, and I hope this is something that the church will consider each year in the future. But in light of the fact that it's local missions day, you will hear something, a call for international missions and a call for local missions in the hymn this morning. But in the second verse, you'll find these words. If you cannot cross the ocean and distant lands explore, you can find the lost around you and you can help them at your door. If you cannot give your thousands, you can give the widow's might. What you truly give for Jesus will be precious in his sight. Let's stand and sing hymn number 483. And at this time as well, you can also give to our state missions offering. Let's stand and sing. once again emphasize that this Wednesday is a special time in the life of our church as we talk about local missions. One of the things that we are about is helping provide opportunities for our community outside of worship uh, to engage with us. And this Wednesday is one of those opportunities. So I encourage you and 
those who may be near you, especially those with young children, to come and join us for our fall festival this Wednesday evening. But as you can see in your bulletin, is, and it has been referenced to multiple times already this morning, this is Local Missions Day, which is also turned in more so to Local Missions Weekend. And uh, we had a group of GAs gone this weekend uh, that uh, were at Ridgecrest and learning more about missions and growing in their own walk with the Lord as well. And so we praise the Lord for that. We had nine men yesterday who worked on a ramp. This is John that you see on the screen there. John's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He lives off Chapel Drive off Mount Sinai Church Road. And a group of nine men gathered around 8 a.m. yesterday and walked out of there just a little bit before noon, uh, finishing that ramp uh, for John there. And so that, that took place yesterday morning, so we praise the Lord for that. We had five work yesterday at Georgia Klein's yard, and uh, it's looking a lot better. And I, I've got a question for the church family. How many Bowling Springs Baptist Church members does it take to change a light bulb at Georgia Klein's house? <laughs> well, yesterday it took five. One to go get the ladder, one to hold the ladder on the staircase, one to blow off the leaves off the ladder before we took it anyway. I could go through all that, but, but it took five of us. It was in a stairwell, and, and even Pastor Keith could not reach that light bulb in the stairwell. And so we had to resort to other measures and, uh, and secure some additional help from that ladder. But that happened yesterday. Today we have over 30 individuals that will be taking meals to over 10 shut-ins or homebound individuals in our church and in our community. And so thank you. I know many of you are involved in that. And then this evening, we have a large group helping for the fish fry. And uh, if you still would like to plug in there, you can show up around three. They're cutting, I think, cake pieces and, and packing some desserts for that. And then throughout the evening, beginning from 4.30 to 7, uh, hands will be needed to assist in the, the people that are coming in and out for to-go meals. And then, of course, for the actual cooking of the fish and elements as well. And so uh, Jason is here, and you can talk with him immediately following the service about some of those details. And also this morning we gave to State Missions uh, that supports work uh, throughout the state of North Carolina. And let me just challenge you before I pray. Whether you signed up for something weeks ago or maybe you're involved in something today or maybe you came today and you're like, oh yeah, I've heard a little something about this but I haven't signed up and I'm not involved. Let me encourage you to do something today or this week and that is simply to ask the Lord whom he would have you to serve and do something today or this week to serve someone. It could be a, a friend, neighbor that you may have some time today to uh, offer a word of encouragement or do something tangible to, uh, to show uh, your love for the Lord and your love for them. But it may be this week, it may be a coworker, it may be somebody in the office here in town, Shelby, Charlotte, wherever you may find yourself this week that just needs some encouragement and needs to know that someone cares. And so will you, um, with me, think and pray about who that could be that you could serve in some way this week. The family of Donna Banning needs your prayers. Donna passed away this week and her service will be on Saturday at Cleveland Funeral Home at one o'clock. I will be assisting in this along with a, a family member of the Bannings and we just invite your prayers for this family during this time of loss. Also, I spoke with Daphne this morning and be in prayer for Charles Bridges as he is just not doing well this morning, just not feeling well, he is at home and Daphne's concerned about him and asks that we remember him in our prayers. Also, Sherman Parrish should be coming home from White Oak this Thursday. And so remember him and just thought I would give the church family that update. Will you now join me in a word of prayer? Gracious God, you are the one that set the example for us in how to serve. You even said, I have not come to be served, but I've come to serve. And if you, being the very Son of God, said that, how much more should we take note of the service that we should, be, uh, we should be providing in your name to those here in our local community and to those around the world? 
In a few short weeks, we'll be remembering those around the world that serve and those places around the world that do not have a Christian presence. And Father, we pray that we'd be faithful in our giving and our praying there. But Lord, help us to also be faithful in our giving and praying to local missions here in our community and in our state. We thank you for the many ways that you have exhibited and shown your love to us. You've shown that through family, through friends. You've shown that through the many blessings that you allow us to experience each and every day. Father, help us to give back to you a portion of what you have given to us, not only materially, not only, or not only financially, but Lord, also in our time and our talents. You have gifted each of us to serve you in various ways. And Father, help us to be faithful in discovering them and faithful in our service in those ways. Lord, we do ask for your blessings today. I thank you for Lindy and her willingness and Teresa to lead in song. And Father, bless them as they continue to do that. Bless your word as it's read and preached today. And Father, bless those who will be visited and a lunch will be shared here in just a, a short time. And Lord, bless those who will attend this evening's fish fry. We thank you for John and the opportunity to serve him yesterday and for Georgia Klein. And Lord, we do ask for your blessings on this day and this upcoming week. Father, help us to be faithful in serving others each day as we seek to advance the kingdom of God in our own lives and in this community and in the world. We love you, Lord. Forgive us for where we've failed you. And Father, your spirit is welcome in this service today. Move in us and among us. And Father, when we leave here today, may we say it's good to have been in your house. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're able, would you please stand and worship with me?
God, thank you for today. Thank you for the very breath of life. Lord, you call us to give. That call is very serious. It's not something we negotiate. It's something we must do simply because you've called us to do it. That giving comes in all shapes and sizes in the form of our tithe, our 10%, in the building of ramps, and the taking of food just this weekend. Lord, it is up to us to speak to you and to ask you for your will in our giving and then do what you tell us to do. And it's in that giving that we do your will. We ask now for the blessing that only you can bring to that which we give back to you. Only you can multiply it and send it out to do the good works that you have planned. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Behold the 
sharing, leading us in worship and sharing in song this morning. I want to take just an opportunity on my way into the sermon this morning to just mention that uh, next Sunday, a friend of mine from Western North Carolina, Dr. Bill Henderson, will be uh, preaching and leading us in the sermon time next Sunday. I want to encourage you to be here. Uh, Bill will uh, bring a lot of energy and a good relevant word to you next Sunday, and you will be delighted uh, to hear from him. And so just wanna encourage you to be here to be a part of that. And then as we move on into November, November the 10th will be a special day, especially for Lindy who was just here, but uh, her brother Lee will be ordained as a deacon, and uh, we look forward to that. And so the church family, the, our culture here at Bowling Springs Baptist is that all who are willing and would like to participate in a prayer to Lee will have that opportunity, not just our ordained deacons. And so. That will be a special time for our church family, and so that'll be coming up on November the 10th, uh, Deacon Ordination for Lee Bryson. This last fall, September the 8th, was a very big day for Bowling Springs Baptist Church. I referenced in a couple different written articles in that uh, program that everyone received that morning, and talking about our past, and we celebrated our past, and we talked about the present briefly, and we looked to the future in those written articles and sermons and other discussions that were taking place during those times. But following, immediately following that Sunday, I began a sermon series titled, What Disciples Do. And this sermon series has allowed us to frame, allowed me and allowed us to frame some messages and frame some sermons that I feel have been relevant and have meant a lot to me and I feel like to many of you as well for Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Now, in these sermons, we've not answered all our questions. We haven't solved everything that we would like to solve, and, and um, there are still some realities that remain, and there are still, hopefully, as well, there's been some hearts and minds that have been challenged amid this, what disciples do. It's easy to get comfortable. It's easy to come to worship. It's easy to come to Bible studies or to give financially at times, uh, maybe easier than others. But we, if we're not careful, can get in a place that we know is simply not healthy. And we begin to form habits of simply attending and simply going through the motions of doing church. And so hopefully, I know I have been challenged and I hope you have as well as we've been thinking about this topic, what disciples do. And the, the tagline for these sermons is what we believe is important, but Christ followers are known not as much by what they believe as what they, as what they do. We've uh, been on a journey, if you will, these last few weeks, and today has been kind of a collective process or a culmination in this local missions day, but as this process was beginning, I started having conversations with staff and other church leaders about this idea of a local missions day, 
And so what has been communicated is the service would end a little early today with the idea that everyone goes and serves. Uh, the service will end a little bit early today. It, that happened last week, and so I'll go back to what I said last week. Trust me, we're going to make it up to you this fall. we got some services coming up that are going to go past 12, and so I don't want to hear about it, all right, um, when you get out early last week and this week. But, um, but uh, I'm excited, and this has been an enjoyable journey for me, and I hope it has for you as well, to, to think about the things. And there's so many other things that we could say about what disciples do. We haven't spent a lot of time on one that uh, we need to spend more time on, and that disciples simply share our faith. And we do that in ways of building ramps, and we do that in ways of doing yard work and sharing meals with the homebound. Uh, but disciples do what we do in the name of Jesus. We promote his name. We advance his kingdom, both in our lives and the lives of others in our community as we serve him. But let me just, as a part of today's message, which will be somewhat brief, let me just remind you where we've been and then close with a, a closing challenge this morning. But the first week we talked about disciples pursue authentic faith. You'll see these on your screen this morning. But Christianity, and I think you'll agree with me, I said that morning has an image problem. You know, we claim to believe and follow our Lord, but yet somewhere along the way we get messed up, temptation overwhelms us, and we just sometimes don't represent him well. Sometimes the things we say, the things we do, don't add up to what we say we believe, and that's unfortunate. But if we are to pursue an authentic faith, it must begin with a personal relationship. Prayer is, important. Prayer is an important part of that. It's the top on the priority list. If Jesus, the very Son of God, spent time in prayer and took time away to go and pray, how much more should we do that as well? Bible study is an important part of this. Uh, growing with others, being honest with God and with ourselves is vitally important in our own pursuit of authentic faith. And so what does that look like in your life and in our lives? We talked about that a few weeks ago. We also talked about the fact that disciples pursue generosity, both in our giving to the regular needs of the church, but also in our time and our talents and our gifts. How are we prioritizing and how are we taking seriously the call of God to participate in the work of the church and the work of God, both here in Boiling Springs and around the world. But disciples practice generosity. And one of mine that sticks out in my mind was the morning we looked at Jeremiah, one of my favorite Old Testament prophets. And disciples make the best of the here and now. God's people were, um, didn't listen. Jeremiah kept preaching, you need to repent, you need to repent, you need to repent. They didn't. They were uh, now in exile under Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. And they're wanting to go back to Israel. They're wanting to go back to the promised land really hard. And there were some false prophets that were saying, you'll go back soon, you'll go back soon. Jeremiah sends the message, no. You need to go ahead and plant. You need to go ahead and build. You need to go ahead and marry your children and send your children off into marriage and grandchildren. You need to, you need to camp out. You're going to be here for a while, is the message that God sends through Jeremiah to the people. And the message that for the, for the people then and for us today, when we say make the best of the here and now, it's not this business of sitting around and waiting for things to get better. Because if we do that, we're going to miss out on a lot of things that God has planned for us right now. A strong message, I think, for Bowling Springs Baptist Church is what does God want us to be doing now in the midst of exile, if you will, in the midst of us not wanting, we're wanting things to be better. We're wanting ministries to be stronger. We're wanting worship services to always be uh, just vital and important. We're wanting our services and our ministries of our church to be growing. And so what do we do in the midst of trying to improve and strengthen the ministries of this church? Well, God sends a message to the people of Israel about what they're to do during exile, and he sends that message to us as well, is that we are to make the boast of the time that God has placed us in. Instead of sitting around and wishing for things to get better, what are we doing now to make things better? The old line that we've heard before, bloom where you're planted. 
Seek the welfare of the city now is what Jeremiah calls us to do. And church, what are you and what are we doing now to advance the work of God in and through our own lives and through Bowling Springs Baptist Church? We spent a week on Christian Education Sunday. Disciples study and apply the word of God to daily living. This is so important. It's not just words on a page. It's not just something that we do when we look to the word of God, but we study it and we think about how can this, how can I apply the word of God and his message of love for all mankind to my life and to the world that God has placed us in. We talked about people who have challenged us along the way, who have taught us the word of God. And, and we ask ourselves the question now, who are we taking opportunities to teach the word of God to? Who are we taking opportunities to disciple? I'm glad some of that is taking place in our church and sometimes in Sunday school rooms or small groups, but now I'm hearing through other individuals that are meeting with others and helping them to grow in their faith, and I could not be more pleased about that. Disciples also pursue unity. We gathered at the Lord's table just a couple weeks ago and talked about the fact of what does it look like for a diverse church, for people who don't always agree on everything, to come together at the table, at the table that represents the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, and how do we move forward amid our, we talked about the Christ allows us to do that. He, we come together unified at the table in the sense of Christ and his blood and his body and his sacrifice on the cross. And then last week, disciples walk in the way of Jesus. Probably a message that's at the heart of this entire series. We walk in the way of Jesus and we do things that we do because we follow him. And we desire to do the things that he did. We have received this amazing love and therefore we want to share it with others. As we walk in the way of Jesus, you were challenged last week to take those next steps. And those next steps look different for each of us. Some of you have been walking with the Lord for a long time. And so your next step in faithfulness to walk in the way of Jesus may look different than those who have just come to know Jesus and are beginning to take their first steps in walking with him. So I ask you once again, church, what is our next steps? What is your next step and what is our next step as we seek to walk in the way of Jesus? And so today, I said that it would be shorter. Some of you are starting to wonder, aren't you? Um, today, disciples serve. Disciples serve. If we are following Christ and doing the things that he would have us to do, we will be serving God by serving others. Service is part of the foundation of what it means to be a Christ follower and to do the things and to be about the things that God would have us to be about. So in today's scripture, we're going to look at Luke and not Matthew. If you've already tried to look up Matthew 6, 49, 46 through 49, uh, you were disappointed because it's not there. And it's my fault. It should have said Luke and not Matthew. So I'll take the blame uh, for that one. But if you'll look with me, and I think it'll be on the screens as well. Luke chapter 6, verses 49, 46 through 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you to? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. The one who is like a man building a house, who dug deeply and laid the foundation on, on rock. And when a flood arose, the river burst against the house, but it could not shake it because it had been built. It had been well built. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, immediately it fell and great was the ruin of that house. Living in obedience to God, church, and doing the things that he's asked us to do gives us a firm foundation from which to live out 
our faith. The doing of the word of God is firm. I'm pleased to, to say that, I mean, having been in ministry for several years, it's great to see the people of God that have that firm foundation and that are growing in that firm foundation, that they've had uh, uh, challenges and trials and setbacks in life, and yet not having all their questions answered, they're on the rock. I can see it. Others can see it. And it's awesome to see that in our church family. Many of you have been through great difficulties, and yet I see you acting on the word of God. I see you living out your faith daily in practical ways. And that is a great encouragement to me, and I want you to know it's a great encouragement to others in this body as well. A verse and a passage that this series has been based on comes from James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. And those words are found, and they, they read, But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not, not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. It is my hope that in our doing, in the living out of our faith, that it's not based on duty or obligation or tradition or this is what I've always done, but it is my hope that in the doing of God's word, it is something that we, again, it's not a sense of obligation, but it's something we enjoy doing. This week, I was led, and some of you, if you've looked at the different passages of scripture, you're going, how in the world is he going to connect this? But in the last verse that I want to read this morning in, in Psalm 40, verse 8, David, I feel like, was at this point in this famous psalm of Psalm 40, where he is moving away from this sense of obligation, this sense of law. But he says in Psalm 40, verse 8, he says these words, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. The New Living Translation says, I take joy in doing. Or the Contemporary English Bible says, I enjoy pleasing you. I enjoy doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. The scripture passage is from David. But yet Jesus showed us what it's like. David did as well, to enjoy, to delight in doing the will of God. There are times in our Christian lives when we do what we do, and we're not delighting in it. We do it out of obligation. And I'm not saying that's wrong. Sometimes it's still good to, we know that God wants us to do this, and we do it. We may move forward not necessarily delighting and enjoying to do what we're about to do, but we know it's the right thing to do, and we move forward. My hope in prayer, church, is that we can all live at a place continually, consistently, where we, like David, can say, I am delighting to do God's will. It is my joy to do God's will. God has blessed me. He's given me so much. He's given me his son, and he continues to show his love towards me, and I just simply can't help myself. Paul says that, and I can't, I can't remember the, the, the specific verse right now, but he is compelled because of the great love that God has shown Paul through Jesus Christ Paul just simply at times can't help himself. And my hope in prayer church is that you and I, as we allow the love of God, as we are about the things that Christ was about, as we walk in the ways of Jesus, that we like David can also say, I delight to do the will of God. It brings me great joy and great pleasure to do the will of God. Church family, whether you've signed up for anything on this missions weekend or not, I wanna encourage you today, like I said earlier, or this week, to find practical ways to serve God. It may be that today you go home 
and you haven't signed up to help with someone for lunch, and maybe you can come back tonight for the fish fry, or maybe you can't. But what are some practical ways today and this week that you can serve others, that you can show the love of God in a tangible way to others who desperately need to hear it? Some of these may be church-going and believers in Jesus Christ, and I hope you will find some who are not and some who are searching and find ways to serve them today and this week. Jesus served God by giving his life so that you and I could be reconciled to him, so that you and I could have a relationship with God the Father. 1 John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we realize who we are and who he is, we simply can't help but ask first for forgiveness and say, God, forgive me, for I've went my own way, I've went my own route, and I've left you out of the equation. And God, I want you to come into my life and I want you to take control. God, I want to do the things that you want me to do. I want to be about the, the things that you want me to be about in my life. If that's you this morning, there's nothing greater that could happen on this local missions weekend than for you to give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. If you've done that, I challenge you to join with me and many others and now saying, God, how would you have me to serve? What would you have me to do? to make a difference in the here and now, which will ultimately make a difference in the future. Let's pray together. God, I love you and I thank you for this church. And I thank you for the ministry that takes place, not only within these walls, but outside these walls as well. I thank you for the opportunity to minister to John yesterday in the building of the ramp. I thank you for the opportunity to visit and to worship and to serve alongside of one of our church members and assisting them with some yard work that they are unable to do. I thank you for the other many ways that, uh, that this church serves, through the local food pantry, uh, through other local ways, and I thank you for the opportunities that we have as this church as well to serve across the ocean, as we've referenced earlier. Father, my hope and prayer is that each one in this room knows you and is in a relationship with you, and Lord, I pray if there's one here today that's not, that they would realize today could be the first day of the rest of their life, where things look, when things change, when things begin to take a different route in their relationship with you and with others. Lord, stir our hearts today. As we leave this place today, Father, as some of us may have signed up, some of us may have not, but Father, help us to be intentional about finding someone else to serve and help us to go and to do it today. God, we love you. We thank you. We ask for your blessings now in our closing hymn. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to stand and sing Share His Love, hymn number 435. Think about these words as you sing them. Let's stand and sing together.
Jason to come up front and give us some updates about tonight and challenge us once more. And thank you, Lindy and Teresa, for leading us this morning. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, we're looking forward to tonight, Jason. Tell us, tell us what we need to know. Good morning. The only thing you need to know about tonight is just bring your appetite and come. Have fun. Have some fellowship. Bring someone with you. We're sure to have a good time, so hope to see you there. Thank you. Let's close now in a word of prayer. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to serve you. And Father, may we share in the words of David about how we delight to do your will, O oh God. Thank you for the privilege of serving you. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.